Our focus is people, and our language is coffee. Thanks for tuning in to our 12th episode of the Coffee Podcast. I am your host, Weston Peterson. With me today is Jesse Hartman. Is it ever anybody else, or am I like the only one on the show other than you? You know, I'm thinking ahead, you know, five years down the road, <laughs> when, I, uh, when I acquire the Coffee oh, Podcast no. in whole. When you acquire. conquest it. My global coffee podcast <laughs> scheme. Spoilers. Exactly. Tonight we are going to break into Jab. J-A-B. What is it? And why is it important? Well, <clears throat> I mean, where do we even start with this? Well, the, I story, guess, the story breaks. Well, yes. Right. Uh, well, this is actually kind of a continuation of um, one of our previous podcast episodes where we were uh, discussing the... Um, Stumptown Intelligentsia sellout. And we can link to that below. Exactly. Or, and you can find this uh, on your, you know, daily coffee education website. Yeah. Well, Daily Coffee News and one of our, and we found out one of our favorite writers. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Brown. Yeah. Nick Brown. He's great. He's been just so informative on these things. But so the story breaks that J.A.B. Holding acquires another coffee stronghold. Keurig Green Mountain. But let's get some little backstory into this. So, what was it, a month ago? A month ago, I think they acquired Intelligentsia, which was right after they acquired Stumptown. Right. And we kind of gave our thoughts about that, you know, how this big company that... Uh, actually, we, we weren't even using the word J-A-B at no, the time. We, it was Pete's. Yeah, we, we were... We I were think, saying it was Pete's. Well, because it was confusing at the yeah. time. I think the way it was presented was kind of like, hey, Pete's is doing this, which is good marketing. Right, right because... Is, because that looks like a second wave is going third wave when it's really an investment group. That's kind of like pick, 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 pick. So where did it start? When did they start picking? That's a great question. I mean, uh, you can go to their website, and, and it's kind of bare bones, Honestly. Which is a little sketchy. It's it feels weird to go to a website. I mean, these this investment group has been picking up since like, 2012. I think is when they made their I'm, first big <clears> move <throat> at uh, Western Coffee Establishments. Yeah, I think that's 2012 is when they picked up Pete's. Um, I mean, and, and they then say shortly after they they uh, acquired Caribou Coffee, right? And then for the longest time, Pete's and Caribou was kind of their. Uh, forefront runners, so to speak. Um, and then, after they acquired, you know, Pete's and Caribou, that's when they jumped into uh, Portland Stumptown. Well, and it and it says on their website, like, their key brands, this is under key brands. Right. At least on their mobile website. You have Espresso House. What Does is that, that ring like a, any is bells? That a, is that a toll roaster? It sounds like a toll roaster. I thought you were going to say a toll road, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, for coffee? What no, that? like the guys who, they roast mass quantities for hotels. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like a toll roaster. Probably. Or, I mean, they also have Barreso coffee. I have yeah, no that idea. That might not be in the States. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, it could be like Germany or like yeah. uh, Switzerland or something. But like, you click you click information right. on, on their website, and there's nothing really about, like, this is specifically JAB Coffee Holding. And under it is key brands, the ones I just read you. Right. There's nothing about Stumptown. There's nothing about Pete's. It's weird. Like, are they... Yeah. Maybe they're just not updating their website, but, you know, it's it gives me weird feelings. For sure. Especially after they just acquired Keurig Green Mountain Coffee. 
Yeah, you feel like that would be on the front that page. That is huge. It's almost um, like they don't want people knowing they're involved. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure. Um, so, but yeah, and I think they acquired Green Mountain Coffee for roughly thirteen point nine billion dollars. Was the in, investment, the contract? Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was a number thirteen point nine billion dollars is what they acquired uh Keurig Green Mountain for and and, and th- I was wanting to you know um kind of relate this because earlier in the year I think I brought up to you Jesse that Keurig was like the number one money maker in the United States for as, coffee. as a coffee company right which means that this group is holding now the most financially uh I mean, I mean, this this Keurig is the most tip of the iceberg for the Western coffee. I mean, for sure. Oh yeah, for West, yeah. Which is saying a lot if you're just like dropping it like it's, hey, let's buy that. You know, like thirteen point nine billion. I mean, that's interesting. Stumptown, you have Stumptown, you have Peace. These things are all kind of coming together. Now, let me read a quote directly from their website. Yeah. So I was looking on their website and like, what kind of people are these people investors? And this is what I read. Um, So this investment group identifies like this, quote, actively manages and controls most of its investments, end quote. So these investors... These key players, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. These guys are hands-on. They're not like, hey, we like what you're doing. They're not just shareholders. Yeah, they're not like, hey, let's buy this thing and let you keep doing what you're doing and like be invested. It's very much like, hey, we want to control this thing. Right. Which we'll get to an even more, uh, even more interesting you quote know, here later. And, and here's here's a quote that kind of really stood out to me. And in, in, in quotes right here, it says, "Keurig Green Mountain represents a major step forward in the creation of our global coffee platform." Right. I mean, global here, coffee platform. Let's read the entire quote. Yeah. I, I have the entire quote here. Okay. Uh, quote, this transaction will deliver significant cash value for our shareholders and offers an exciting new chapter for our customers, partners, and employees by combining Kira Green Mountain with JB's global coffee platform. So wow. there's two big things to point out in this little quote. One, the first thing they talk about, this transaction will deliver significant cash value. Significant cash value, value on so, a global. Right. So what what is driving this? I mean, I mean to me the just from this quote. Now this isn't necessarily fair. It's not the entire guy's yeah. bio, but the thing is, like he said, and his focus was the cash value. Right, and was the value like what can we make off of this? Hmm. And I raised the question: Is that the kind of attitude you want? You know, somebody who's making your coffee? You know, I, maybe? You know, I don't know. It's, it's at the point now, Jesse, where it's like, this is so much bigger than anyone. Oh, Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do but sit back and watch it happen. I mean, they did that with Pete. They did that with Caribou. And they were silent. They were dormant. Who knows what they were picking up elsewhere. But then now all of a sudden... And we don't know. Now all of a sudden, it's Stumptown. Have. And then it's Intelligentsia. And then it's Keurig. You know, you've covered second wave, you've covered commodity K-cups. Like, anyone who, who drinks coffee has had a K-cup. Okay. Or so, is still drinking K-cups. So let, let's dance on this topic for a second. They bought out Stumptown. 
Yes. They bought out Pete's. Well, the first company that right, bought right. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going in order. Right. They bought out Intelligentsia. Now, people would say that Intelligentsia and Stumptown were specialty coffee. Yeah. Are they still is kind of a question in my mind. You know, and I like, haven't... What exactly is happening? So, um, and I had someone actually kind of put this image into my mind, um, kind of like a reverse vacuum of what happens to all these specialty coffee... Um, front rudder so to speak and let me just kind of put this into everyone's mind so we can try and you know uh, wrap our minds around it and this is how she put it she said there's all these specialty guys that kind of float around and they pick up these uh special lots of really good coffee and they're buying really great coffee and they start growing their company and they start growing their company and it gets to the point where they get so big that these larger companies swoop in and buy them out and that quality coffee that you were drinking with the name Stumptown or the name Intelligentsia becomes your next Folgers. I mean, she didn't really relate it, you know, that drastic, but I mean, like you... the quality of coffee is going to slowly go down. You're going to be drinking 92s and then now you're going to start to be drinking 89s. And before you know it, your your cup is like an 82. And then before you know it, it's not even specialty coffee. It's just the name. It's the name that holds value. And the name is what gets people to buy the coffee. So this that raises the question. If that is the case here, are we the resistance? Are we uh-huh. the community of listeners here, the community of specialty coffee lovers elsewhere, and... Homebrewers, homebrewers in general, the resistance to this potential mass movement towards Insta Coffee, Quick Coffee, and all that. I don't know. Like now, I don't think um, that they're going to backpedal into you know making these companies instant. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Right. What I am saying though is um, the fact that they've got Keurig in their pocket. Which covers all K cups. Borderline. They've got Pete's in their pocket, which is like all second wave, you know, um, just kind of like grocery shelf uh, coffee. And then you've got Caribou and but Pete's and Caribou both have cafes, kind of like Starbucks does. You know, they're like a you know uh, sure. a cafe branch like that. But then now that they own Stumptown and Intelligentsia. They almost cover full spectrum in the United States as far as coffee goes. Anyone who drinks coffee is either drinking K-Cups, Second Wave, or Third Wave coffee. And J-A-B has a hand in it all. Definitely. Definitely puppet master kind of stuff going on. You know what? And when does it, you know, where's it going from from here? And I think before we were really kind of wondering, is this going to be a good thing? Right. And we were a little like <clears throat> at, at the time there wasn't enough information to kind of uh, connect all the all the dots. But now after this major major shift in uh, the coffee industry, you can't help but notice. You can't help but turn heads at the fact that this large what on a global. This is a global. I mean, they, they say even, it they themselves. Admit it. Yeah, <clears throat> this is a nice transition into the next point. I mean, I'm looking at Espresso House online right now. It's, I mean, I can't even read their website. <laughs> it's it's a Nordic coffee chain. 
Nordic. Okay. And so, like, this is already global for them. Of course. I mean, they're in the U.S. They have this Nordic deal. I don't know where else um, pizza is in the world. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably out in Europe. Pete's, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I doubt. I don't. I don't. Maybe think not. Pizza, I know no. Starbucks is, but um, it's interesting. Like their goal is cash value. I mean, motivation is cash. Like, how much money can we make? Well, what? Yeah, that's based on that's this business. Quote, yeah, know? and that's business, and that's fine. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't take too much of that to spoil the thing, spoil the quality of the thing. Right. You know, it's true. Oh, for sure. And so. You have that, and then you have, of course... Well, that's what I was saying. They're going to kind of start stepping down quality. Now, before, when we were kind of addressing this, and I know some of you guys were listening in to my original thoughts on the Pete Intelligentsia sellout, I thought it could be a good thing. I, I was trying to look at all the pros on, oh, yeah, it's going to be on the grocery shelf. That means, you know, more people are going to see it. Especially more, the more people, Right, and that's, yeah. that's like, oh, yeah, that, that'll be <clears> good. But... Now that I see where this is gone and where it might continue to go, I'm having some, you know, reasonable doubt at the fact uh, whether or not, you know, Stumptown and Intelligentsia will be able to continue going down the route that they, you know, started up and they were so successful in to begin with, which is the third wave. Specialty right. coffee. And I mean, there's... There's all this question of what's the next wave, you know. Is there going to be another one? Is there one? going to be another one? Honestly. Are we just going to progress? Yeah. And I don't know what this is going to bring. I Really, it's kind of an ominous situation where you have... It's like a monopoly. I mean, you they're talking... <laughs> it is. A global nice, monopoly. Yeah. They're talking nicely about a monopoly because that's essentially what they're buying. They're They're buying, you know... Insta Coffee, basically with Keurig. They're buying Pete's Coffee, basically your second wave shop. Uh, that's basically seemingly global already. Yeah. And then, or at least it's you know in the U.S. Pete's is well, it's pretty popular. And then you yeah. have you know Stumptown and Intelligentsia, and it's like, well, here we are talking about it, which says something. Like it's made it to the podcast. This thing is on a roll. For sure. This is something we all need to know. We need to watch this thing. Exactly. Um, and because, you know, coffee has more to do with the economic and like the um, in the actual, you know, global e economics. Um, if some one company controls so much stake in coffee, what's that going to do to the market? Like this can affect more than just your daily coffee drinker. I mean, this can affect, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar index. <clears throat> this can actually affect currency. This can this has far-reaching effects on the uh, global economics that we don't even know what to expect yet. And now that's definitely big picture, way down the rabbit hole. But I mean, when you're buying and you're trading coffee at such a, a massive quantity. You are definitely going to be a major influence in that uh, in that market rate. I mean, so if you're saturating the market with <clears throat> all these coffee sales, something's going to happen and something's going to break. And you know, the U.S. 
dollar index isn't very strong to begin with right now. That's yeah, that's a whole nother. I'm sure there's this podcasts is, out yeah, there. This for is that. not this <laughs> is not that podcast, but I'm t- I'm just kind of like I'm relating it to like yeah. wow, what's this going to do to the world economy? Let alone just how we enjoy coffee here in the states. So big issue, you know. It's this movement, this uh, this transaction. Uh, we definitely need to keep our you know eyes open for, and we got to try and I guess uh, you know be weary of it. Maybe I'm I'm a little hesitant to be uh, encouraged by what's happening. You know, it's a little <clears throat> monopolies are never a good thing. Well, no, of course not. I mean, there's a reason it's called, anything's called specialty. Normally when you have something special, it's not like the others, you know? So, like a yeah, special it's like, it's service. Like one, it's one cut it's above. It's a focused service. Right. So, it's no longer a focused coffee if you have, you know, I don't, I think it was, I saw like three partners on the website, but like, you know, I don't know how many investors, but if you have those investors and they're all so involved with everything, then everything's going to start looking the same, right? Right. So, like, Intelligentsia, Stumptown are going to start looking the same. Naturally. That's but what happens. If you actually think about it, how close were they to begin with? I don't know. Intelligentsia and Stumptown were pretty close you what do you mean like mutual friends i mean the fact that they were both pioneers in the specialty coffee industry and they were kind of known on a at least you know national level and i'm sure global level well there's some global level of recognition for what they were doing in the specialty coffee industry so it's anyone looking at it though that like there's other like that. In fact, like my one of my favorites is counterculture, and you don't ever hear anything about counterculture. I don't. Counterculture actually does not have any cafes, and yeah, I know they help and, cafes, but that could be something, you know. Because I know that is something. I know Stumptown has cafes and Intelligentsia for sure, and they've got like flagships too. So I, you know, I don't know, and that's what we're saying. Like, who could be next? What if counterculture is next? What if Blue Bottle's next? You know, I mean, I. I hate to say it, but I don't think Blue Bottle's that far behind. I, I would have thought they would have gone before Bef- Stumptown. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, maybe, but maybe the people who are heading up Blue Bottle are kind of the same as us right now when they're seeing what's going on and they're like, we're not going to let this happen. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're holding well, true. Let's raise I, the question. Raise this question. Yeah. You're in this position. I mean, it's all theoretical, obviously. Of course. But you own... A massively successful coffee business, right? And specialty coffee. Mm-hmm. And one of these guys walks up to you, says, "Hey, I'm going to put an offer down. It's millions of dollars. What do you say? Like, sign the contract, sign it over to me. You know, I don't care how much. Like, uh, let's just throw a number. Thirteen. And, and that's where it comes in. Like, do you sell it? I would not. Why wouldn't you sell it? Because at this point, watching, you know. Uh, kind of like my not competitors, but kind of my competitors fall into this uh, this already kind of business transaction. I would feel like it's my duty to stay strong in what I'm doing. Now I'm gonna compare this to Monopoly because I just played it recently. Okay. This is so this is so perfect. To me, 
selling your company, something you're passionate about like that, is kind of like selling, like, I love acquiring the railroad yeah. in Monopoly. It'd be like me, like, selling my one of my railroad cards. For like, money. For money. Yeah. And, like, you know how non-satisfying that is. That's so unsatisfying. Yeah. It's like... Because you like it I when people land on the, the railroad. railroad. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I'm passionate about the railroad. You know, I think technically the game's called Monopoly, but right. that's the point. But, like... When that person wins, like, you're not happy. No way. Nobody's happy. Because sold. And they're happy. Why? Because they're they, rich. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, like, I wanted that railroad. Like, honestly, sometimes I lose the game, but I have the railroad. Yeah. And I'm okay. I like Park park Place and <laughs> Boardwalk. And but realistically, that's, like, that's, my Wall that's what there. it's kind of like, is, like, selling your favorite property on Monopoly. Like, you earn that yeah, property. Yeah, but this is not a game. No, this it's not a game. Yeah. These are people's lives. Yeah, like, we... we how do we tie this into, you know, our focus is people, our language is coffee. Like, what is this going to do? Well, what does this say about the people who are selling their company? Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging anyone. Well, that's a fine thing to do. What? There's a time maybe to sell it. Maybe. maybe. And it's like, well, and I don't know what the exact offer was. I don't know if they get to keep their jobs. I don't, so I don't really know all no. that has to go into, uh, you know what's been taking well, place. We do know, other than the fact that these guys are probably rich. And... Well, well, no, no, no. But we we know this for sure that uh, JAB is highly involved with their investment. So it's like you are, even if they let you quote unquote keep your job, right? Keep all you've now become the same sort way. of a puppet because you're no longer you're no longer in charge. Yeah, you sold your right to be in charge. Everything you've worked Maybe, towards, yeah, everything you've worked towards and built. And, Maybe you you're just yeah. bent the knee. Maybe you're fine with that. I don't think I'd be okay with that. I think I'd honestly, I don't, it's hard to say, but I don't think I, I would. I mean. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, someone at Blue Bottle has gotten a call from JAB or an offer. I, I don't think Stumptown and Intelligentsia just kind of sold sold out so to speak at the drop of a hat like i feel like maybe jab has been pursuing like these persistently guys for a while maybe for years who knows how long yeah, they've we, been working I mean, at it we don't know and the finally backstory. it got to the point where they decided that selling would be the best option that wouldn't just happen from a one phone call sure you know well, so you would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so who's who's under pressure now well it's not even who's under pressure now it's yeah well i mean the question is what's next right yeah who's under pressure but also, like, these these scenarios are, I mean, it's wild because something, uh, I guess art's the same way. A lot of things are like this. Like, hmm. if you just sell it, like, what does it become? Like, does it become something else when you, like, like what it happens? Like, it takes a different form. Yeah, it takes a different form, like, and that's going to happen and change is going to happen. Yeah. But what is that? really mean i think that's a fine question to ask like what does that do to culture to the coffee culture well and what does that say about yourself you know and let's try and let's try and compare this to like you know like you said our focus is people so you know what if what if you one of our listeners was kind of confronted with this would you you know potentially you know take you know the easy way out take the money and and kind of sell your passion like all the work all the years that you put into 
building something, something special, something influential, would you take the easy way out? Well, and it, it's not necessarily easy. It might be easier than pushing through. I'm sure I it's mean, actually I mean, hard. There's so, there, yeah, and there's so many questions we have to really ask to get to the point. But, you know, in my shoes, like maybe there would be a point in my life where I was like, well, maybe I had health issues or somebody I loved did. And I was like, well, I need this money. And yeah, but you have to think too, how many, like these companies are big mm-hmm. that they're, that are selling. And what does that do to your, your employees lives? Yeah. Like selling your company to investment group. Like next thing you know, they're, Hey, well we have a finance guy for that. So your finance guy's gone. Hey, we have this guy for that. So that guy's gone. That girl's gone. This girl's gone. Fire, 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 replace, 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 replace. Yeah. Like, you know that's going to happen. Yeah, it's and called it, downsizing. Oh, Usually happens with a merger. And these are got like mergers? I don't know. We don't know for sure, but we have to wonder. And we have to bring it up. It's, we have to bring it up. Yeah, it's worth talking about because it's huge. I mean, this investment group is talking about a global coffee And they are already platform. well on their way, if not have already established it. And we're just now getting to know about it. I mean, technically, Starbucks has a global coffee platform, but Tech, yeah. so so let's we only have a little mm. bit of time left, but let's think about this. Starbucks does have a global coffee platform, right? What they're roasting. It? I think they they're trading. Do they buy from traders? Do you know? Or are they basically their own traders? Mm. Not really sure. We're gonna have to. Look I'm not into gonna that. disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have like. You know, Starbucks is basically global, but mm-hmm. what do they not have? And it's almost like you could fill in that the answer right there with JAB has. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Pete's and Starbucks are kind of the same. Uh, I think Starbucks is a bit bigger. Oh, bigger, yeah. So I think, it would but definitely, the concept is pretty similar. kind of yeah. Like the the clientele is the same for sure. The clientele is the same. Um. I don't know, good thoughts, you know, scary thoughts, but I mean, yeah, I I want our listeners to picture this, a coffee company recognized worldwide whose hand is in K-cups, specialty, retail on the shelves, um, second wave, yeah. That's that's coffee. <laughs> I mean, that's as far as coffee goes. Like the only thing we've kind of skipped over is like, hey, I found some coffee on a tree and like I just you know took it off myself and I just roasted it and like that's the only like little thing that they don't have is like yeah little well, like humble it, coffee situation. Well, they don't have you know like all of the the awesome third wave roasters. That are independent. They yeah. are family owned. But they could just buy them. Who, it's who? dude. It's Monopoly. Have you played it? Yeah, but JB wouldn't just go and buy a small town. But so the, it's like okay. So I guess the the only troops we have now are the micro roasters. Are the like and the home brewers and the home brewers. That's we're, what I'm saying. We are the resistance. We are the resistance. <laughs> wow. 
That's what I said at the beginning. We're like the rebels against the empire. We're oh no, Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> well, I so had excellent. to get it in the podcast. That is awesome that we somehow. <laughs> so Wes said at the beginning of the episode that he's like, we got to get Star Wars in here sometime. <laughs> I'm somewhere. so excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. Wow. I am like I'm just speechless. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hashtag We Are the Resistance. Hashtag Rebels. Hashtag Star Wars and hashtag. Coffee Rebels? May the brew be with you. May the brew be with you. This is awesome. All right. Dang. Well, what do you think? Final words. I think... Uh, is that J.A.B. the dark side or do we know? Do we I, need to watch I, let's it? Let's be cautious. Are they building some, some tell Death you what, Star out somewhere? We are going to keep <laughs> a close eye on this. And, of course, we are going to um, reveal any new informa- information that we find out. Um, let's give a thanks to Nick again, just for Nick Brown. Yeah, you can find him on. Uh, he's on Daily Coffee News. Yeah, I think he's writing one for of the managers Spudge. for for Roast. Oh, for Ro- I'm doing. sorry for Roast. My uh, misspoke. Yeah. So yeah, another thanks to him. Um, and definitely keep keep on listening. We will be giving you updates. Keep on brewing. Keep, keep on, on supporting local. Definitely keep on that. supporting local. Yeah. Keep buying good coffee. When you buy good coffee... Keep drinking good coffee. Yeah, keep brewing good coffee. There we go. Did I say that? You didn't, but keep, it's... <laughs> keep giving high fives to good baristas. Hey, I like that. All right. Well, our focus is people and our language is coffee. Thanks for tuning in to the Coffee Podcast. Join the Rebel Cause. Happy brewing.